This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thanks for joining me here for Grassroots Marketing on CannabisRadio.com. We're going to learn about something out of the quaint little city of LaBelle, Florida, which is only about 45 minutes from where my hometown was in Bell Glade. And there... It's a company called Doctors Hemp Solutions that recently announced a new clinical study of a product they have called Hemp Flavin. Hemp, F-L-A-V-I-N, which demonstrates a significant improvement for acute and chronic pain patients with zero side effects. Joining me right now to go ahead and talk about this, I am here with Dr. Donato Barrio, and I'm with here with Brian Dickerson, both with Hemp Flavin and Doctors Hemp Solutions. Gentlemen, thanks for being on. Thank you very much. Thank you. I want to go make, uh, uh, let's go ahead and explain what hemp flavin is. It's a proprietary blend of 23 canaflavins, canflavins, excuse me, and flavonoids extracted from an heirloom and variety, which is over 2,000 years old, formulated to be used for severe body aches, muscle soreness, and other pain relief by creating a synergistic flavonoid response known as the flavonoid entourage effect. And these flavonoids, um, you know, previous studies have shown that they have prominent anti-inflammatory action and may help augment the body's antioxidant defense. So we've heard a lot, and I'll post this first to you, Dr. Barrio, where we've heard studies talk about how there's various CBD-based products that have been put out in the market that are said to go ahead and help with pain relief. But in this study here, what did you find out specifically that really just supported what you found out about this product and you know what the what level of relief it, the, this product provides well yeah I, I think we have to lay a little bit of the uh the framework before getting down uh, into the detail of the study mm-hmm. and so um if uh if we look at uh if you look at cannabinoids and we look at the milieu of uh, substances that we can extract uh, from cannabis, uh, what, what we what we find is a spectrum of ingredients, and we've we've sort of come full circle. Initially, we were trying very hard to isolate each and every component, and we've looked at what the receptors are. Then we looked at the endocannabinoid system, and we looked at where each of these specific uh, ingredients or messengers act. Now we're starting to come back uh, and look at it as, well, maybe they need each other to work better. Maybe they need each other to have a better effect, an overall effect, which, which makes sense. Okay, we're, we're, uh, we're, we're living animals, and uh, plants are living organisms, and they have cells, and they need to, they need to communicate between the cells. They need to have... Uh, a response uh, to when they're they're in danger or, or when they become irritated, and you know my interest uh, goes back. Uh, I, my background is I'm a, I'm a physician and also an attorney, 
And uh, as a physician, I'm, I'm boarded in preventive medicine, uh, did a residency in preventive medicine. Uh, and uh, as an attorney, I had an interest in uh, FDA uh, law, and that brought me into the realm of off-label use of, of medications. And we've seen that we can compound or use different medications to, to play around with these receptors. And sometimes a compounded or mixture of these medications works better. So that's, that's sort of kind of the, lays a little bit of the framework there. Um, my specific interest uh, is when uh, Brian Dickerson approached me and said, you know, what, what do you think about something that might be able to prevent uh, an inflammatory response or, or, or protect against an, against an inflammatory response uh, to replace some of the, the medications that, that cause problems. So we, we have medications that are anti-inflammatory. That's not new. You know, we, we know the pathway for inflammation. We know that, that, that there's um, prostaglandins involved. We know that arachidonic acid gets converted to prostaglandin. We know how to in inhibit that. And, we, and, and that enzyme is, is, is called a COX or, or, or cyclooxygenase type of enzyme. So we've, we know how to inhibit that. Unfortunately, some of the, some of the drugs used to inhibit, uh, such as Vioxx, which is a COX-2 inhibitor, that is not good. We found that that increases stroke and it increases myocardial infarction. And so obviously those are not good things. Uh, we, we then have uh, uh, NSAIDs or, or non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medications such as Motrin, aspirin, and, and those are what we call COX inhibitors, both uh, cyclooxygenase 1 and 2, and that prevents the formation of prostaglandin and, and inhibits uh, inflammation. But, but when Brian approached me and said, hey, would you be interested in looking at a medication or or, or what we've extracted that prevents inflammation that doesn't have those side effects, that doesn't have the GI, uh, the gastrointestinal side effects, and, and obviously that doesn't have the myocardial infarction and stroke side effects. Would you be interested in that? And I, of course, I said, sure. You know, I, I, I think that'd be something interesting to look at. Now, so that, quickly, I want to just jump here real quick, and I want to ask Brian, uh, when it comes to, you know, the extraction uh, and, and really working with Dr. Brio on when we always learn about on the show, I've talked to a few people when it comes to supplements and things like that, where they talk about where is this? Like if it's a nutritional supplement, you'd find it at a GNC vitamin store, vitamin shop. There's the matter of, okay, where in the plant are you extracting from? What can you tell me about where you're getting exactly this hemp extract which is able to go ahead and what that's the one that's being used for hemp flavor. What can you tell me about that part? Well, I can tell you that we use a combination of heirloom hemp seeds, old seeds, 2000 year old seeds, a mixture of the varieties of plants that are very old, but they're, they haven't been used as much in our modern space and modern world. We get it from the guts of the plant. And that's the easiest way to describe it, George is, it's really the guts of the plant versus the flower or the cannabinoids. It is the gut of the plant. Does it make it harder to extract? It's a lot more difficult to extract. It's a very crucial timing on extraction. And then is there anything in terms of uh, 
the perishability and, and in terms of uh, when you have to go and put it into product, whether it's tincture or whether it's another uh, admissible way? Yeah, so it, it's, a, it's a very fragile, the flavonoids are fragile, fragile to light and fragile to heat. So it is key when we're extracting as far as the temperature and how we store it um, and the light. Um, but that's really easy to handle uh, when packaging, creating the product. But those are key issues when you're extracting. Dr. Brio, on the product itself, the tincture is available. The website is hempflavin.com, hemp, F-L-A-V-I-N.com. You have it available in tinctures, uh, which is regular strength is 100 microkilograms, 300 microkilograms in extra strength for a, an extract tincture, tincture and a headache tincture. Uh, talk to me about the, you know, when you are directing, when people are being directed to go and use the product, I mean, how effective and what, how long is the effect of using a drop or using the cream? Well, the, the tincture is what the study was based on. And, and we're talking about mic, uh, micrograms, uh, not, not the kilograms. So it's, it's 300 micrograms and, and 100 uh, micrograms. Um, just as, just as a correction there. And, um, so it's the tincture and as Brian pointed out, you know, to extract that, um, it is such a small percentage of the plant. It's, it's, we're talking less than 1%. So the extraction process, which, uh, I'll, I'll defer to, to Brian and, and, and the, uh, the chemistry experts, uh, you know, that, that extraction process, uh, really has given us a, a product that clinically is useful. So that's, that's where I got excited is the fact that now you actually have enough to, to do something with. You have enough to inhibit prostaglandin um, synthesis, which is, uh, which is what um, causes the inflammation. And, and there was a, uh, a doctor by the name of Barrett who in the 80s showed that uh, caslavin A and B has approximately a 30-fold uh, increase in, in blocking prostaglandins than, than aspirin does. So, and it's a little bit further down the, the, the metabolic pathway because we're talking about prostaglandin E uh, versus prostaglandin H. And so it's a little bit further down the pathway, but you can see the benefit of having something that inhibits the inflammatory response further down the metabolic pathway that avoids gastrointestinal involvement and avoids the stroke and, and MI um, uh, adverse effects. So when we put the study together, uh, typically when you put a study together without getting too much into the, the biostatistics and epidemiology uh, type of setup, you know, when you put a study together, you look at, okay, is this going to be prospective, re- retrospective? Is it going to be blinded, double-blinded, et cetera, et cetera? And so... We went non-blinded because we wanted to see if it had any adverse effects first and foremost. Because obviously, if you have adverse effects, you stop the study and you don't keep going. So uh, we started out with uh, 65 uh, participants. And as with any study, you you never have 100% participants. So we got down to 46. I'm reading the effect right now into the study itself, which if you want to go take a look at it, look look for a hemp flavin study at doctorshemposolutions.com, 65 adult volunteer patients randomly generated for participation, 46 or 70% completed the full study protocol, 
no adverse effects were reported or a, quote, failure to respond, end quote, as reasons for leaving or not participating in the study. And then of the 46, 20, 52% of them were female, 40% male, and mean age was 60, and you had participants between 31 and 90 years old. So in the results, was there anything that you learned about uh, if there was any difference in, in who took the in who took the tincture, and the effects were? And then, do you know anything? What, what can you tell us in terms of where in the participants you had those that were suffering from osteoarthritic ailments, microtrauma, and macrotrauma? Can you give me a little idea of what kind of ailments that you were dealing with and what was being treated? Yes, I mean the the it's it's uh, multiple joints arthritic conditions. And uh, with that, as you'll notice, the, the population is obviously not pediatric, it's not adolescent, it's an older population. And with that older population, one could reasonably anticipate that there would be multiple joints of arthritis involved. Now, not every joint that has arthritis is symptomatic. However, um, the overall stiffness, aches and pains, uh, et cetera, that are associated with multi-joint degenerative change, uh, that, uh, that had a positive response. And so we saw that the larger, joint in, uh, larger joints that had inflammation, for example, hips and shoulders, those seemed to respond very well. Uh, the uh, smaller joints also had a response, you know, the, the stiffness that one could have in, in uh, hands uh, as aches and pains. And as incidental findings, we also found that, that headaches uh, did receive also uh, a good response. But uh, in, in general, it's an older population, multiple joints, larger joints responded better than the uh, stiffness. But overall, we had a very good positive response that, that warrants further investigation, larger study, more robust, but very promising. And also... Was this study conducted in South Florida where you're based? So, I mean, I would imagine you'd have a lot of senior citizens here that are being regularly, you know, they're being checked on by their doctors. They're seeing their physicians regularly. And most of them might have particular joint pain or various issues, headaches, things like that. Uh, no. Actually, I'm, I'm out of uh, East Lansing, oh. um, Michigan. Yeah. So we're we're geographically uh, separated. Uh, the uh, you know the study itself and the and the uh, uh, production facility, uh, which which helps as far as uh, trying to be uh, non-biased there. But we're uh, we're geographically separated. The vast majority of patients were from the southeast. Um, uh, the uh, the study was conducted through telemedicine uh, okay. rather than in person. And so that's how we were able to uh, collectively get quite a bit of random um, uh, generation and data. Different patients, different parts of the, the United States. Um, as, you, as you saw by the numbers, about 50-50 male, female, older population. Uh, and, uh, and that made it interesting as far as uh, how people respond. As you know, um, you, can have, you can have symptoms with changes in the weather with regard to to larger joints, et cetera, et cetera. So it was interesting to see Southeast versus versus Midwest and, and uh, Northeast populations as far as a response. We didn't break it down that way, right. however. But, but I'll tell you, the uh, study is, is, is tremendous. I mean, 
I would recommend people to go and look at the study for yourselves. One of your patients was 90 years old, female, history of COPD, and a rotator cuff tear that needed surgery. Pain scale from 1 to 10, 10 being highest, was a 9, and you offered a 3-milliliter dose, 100 micro kilo, micrograms per day. Pain relief lasted 20 hours, and then a second tincture lasted another 24 hours. That's amazing. And that tells you more than anything about the, the idea of what this product is, and you have a significant work, and you stand behind it. It's amazing. And now, uh, Brian, to get back to you, you know, when you've been able to go ahead and talk to people and people had a chance to go ahead and order the product, you know, have you heard any similar stories so far from customers and what they said about the product so far after trying it themselves? Yeah, we've had a great response from the customers. Um, for example, we had one in December of a, a younger woman. So go to the 20s, getting married, but she needed to have surgery, back surgery. Wow. They couldn't find anything to be able to heal her, to help her. And of course, this isn't something that heals. It's a supplement. And she tried the 300 microgram dose daily. And she's up on our website. She was actually able to stand up and walk for her wedding. So that story right there was just a phenomenal to hear um, a young woman be able to help her, be able to help her actually walk for a wedding. And then she had the surgery after her wedding. Um, the other stories, Georgia, are from military. And one of the reasons we were making this is I have so many former friends and colleagues uh, from college football who are in the military or who are in law enforcement, and they can't have anything with THC to help with their pain. Since this has no cannabinoids and no THC, this is something they can use. So we have a lot of law enforcement and military personnel who have used it and have been able to stop their pain um, from very severe injuries as far as like Dr. Barilla was talking about large joint injuries, um, rotator cuff, hips and ankles. So as we're going to wrap this up, again, the website is hempflavin.com, H-E-M-P-F-L-A-V-I-N.com, Doctors Hemp solutions.com and i gotta tell you this i worked at a eckerd's pharmacy back in the 90s when i was going into college and i worked in a pharmacy up in the, as, as a clerk and so everybody coming to the cash register and knowing seeing going to pick up people picking up prescriptions and some of those picking up 30-day supply of narcotics or addictive painkillers and then i saw people that came in very upset if they did not have those pills and the pharmacist having to fight back and say, listen, we need to go take a look at your dosage. We need to talk to your doctor and the outrage that would happen in the store to see people like that. When now we see a study like this, heirloom hemp seeds, plant-based from the ground, nothing uh, uh, it is plant-based. It's natural, organic. It's the studies. The study says itself. It speaks for itself. Take a look at it for yourself, and if, if, if you feel so obliged, take a look and see about the product for yourselves at hempflavin.com. Uh, Dr. Barrio, Brian Dickerson, uh, real quickly, uh, any last thoughts before we wrap things up? I would just say this, George, if I read on that study, I think what's essential is people can go to that study, and as you have read the one, there's multiple over 40 examples of people in the back of the study as far as what their symptoms were and how it actually helped them. So it's a great example for people to look at the study and see how they may fit into one of those examples. Oh, in bold, 
in the study, it says the overall positive response rate for decreased pain and increased function, 91% effective. Yes, and, and I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on what Brian said with regard to the, uh, the examples. Actually, that's our documentation of the study because it is react, redacted, obviously, but, but we, we wanted to actually keep as an appendix the, um, the study participants, uh, a brief uh, summary of each so that it, it substantiates what our findings were. And you brought up a very good point, George, with regard to the non-addictive aspect of it and with regard to the non-CNS or non-central nervous system aspect of it. And we're trying to, to use a medication or we're trying to use a, a supplement here that, that, that doesn't have an effect on the gastrointestinal tract so you avoid the gastrointestinal uh, adverse effects, and yet you still get the anti-inflammatory. And that's really the bottom line. You're trying to, to decrease the inflammation, which decreases the pain, which increases the flexibility and mobility of that joint. You know, does it repair the torn tendon or muscle? No. However, you can rehabilitate a joint without surgery, and you can rehabilitate it to where you have function once again, and that's our goal. Great work, gentlemen. Thanks so much for making time to join us. Really appreciate you being on. Thank you. Thanks, George. Thank you very much. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.